Africa, we mentioned the fact that uh, there was a great deal of conversation, especially around um, improving uh, trade ties and uh, We'll speak about building trust through sustainable institutions as well, but uh, let's uh, get into conversation now with the Reserve Bank Governor, uh, Lisetia Khanyako, who's going to talk to us a little bit more about its, uh, the theme of it, uh, inclusive growth, uh, responsible and responsive leadership. Perhaps the first question, uh, first of all, good evening. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I know you've had a very busy schedule, uh, Governor. When we talk about responsive leadership, especially from a central bank perspective, what are we talking about, especially in the kind of um, environment we're in, high inflationary environment, we're talking about depressed growth, we're talking about external factors, uh, which are also uh, making the domestic um, growth a little difficult. So what would be a responsive approach to those kind of conditions? Remember the focus is inclusive growth. So so responsive leadership is a leadership that responds to that drive towards inclusive growth. So it's very important to understand that. So so the, 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 the theme is not just responsive leadership. It's responsive leadership in order Within to the context of, absolutely, of, absolutely, exactly. absolutely, very much understood. Yeah. But I'm just curious if from a central bank perspective then, what would be, given the theme, what would be a responsive yeah. lead into achieving that? Leadership is leadership. Um, and I think that uh, in your setting the scene, you, you, you indicated that what would be responsive leadership in an environment of uh, high inflation and depressed growth. Growth is not depressed in South Africa. Growth might be weak because a depressed growth is where you are actually having a contraction in, uh, mm-hmm. in growth. So for the benefit of the listeners so that we do not send South Africans into a state of depression. And uh, so, 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 so... Being schooled by the Reserve Bank governors <laughs> worthwhile. <laughs> no, so, so I'm saying to you then, in the context of inclusive growth, what would a responsive central bank be doing? Hmm. And you will then have to say to yourself, what are the fundamental content of, um, of, of inclusive growth? And one of the key issues in inclusive growth is an equitable distribution of income and, and, and wealth. And we know that uh, a rising inflation erodes wealth and we know it erodes income. Not only does it erode income, it disproportionately erodes the income of those who are low-income earners. And in the process, distorts the distribution of income. So a responsive central bank in the context of inclusive uh, uh, growth would then have to live up to its mandate of protecting the value of the currency, which then means that you've got to contain inflation so that that growth, this inclusive growth, as our constitution uh, spells out, that we must have balance and sustainable growth, that you have got that balance and sustainability within this inclusive growth context. Mm-hmm. 
and that environment would no doubt impact on the levels of employment and uh, in some cases we've seen layoffs because of what, especially in the small to medium sectors, we've said that uh, operating on a very constrictive environment. And I'm then wondering, in a case where they're saying up to about 41% of uh, the country's jobs are susceptible to automation, what kind of creative thinking is then required? Well, you, you're not going to get into uh, creative uh, uh, thinking with respect to new emerging technology using monetary policy. Um, but what I think that would, uh, one of the things that is coming through during this uh, 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 WEF summit uh, is the issue of the, the fourth industrial revolution. So there are particular certain jobs that are going to disappear. But new jobs are also emerging. And the question is, are we investing adequately so that we can have a population that can take advantage of uh, those new jobs that are emerging? They are going to be, the world of work would be different. I mean, Sepiso, when I grew up, I thought that uh, my parents would buy me encyclopedia. Uh, they couldn't. And I hoped that one day when I start working, I would buy my children encyclopedia so that I could have this range of encyclopedia. Enter the internet and the encyclopedia disappears. So now my children would not be interested in encyclopedia. So we have to give them skills to use the internet. And that is the kind of transition that you are going to be saying. I think that what you will have to understand is that the countries that are actually going to to crack it going forward in terms of growth are countries that embrace uh, the new technologies that are coming. You can't stand on the way of the technologies and say these technologies are going to cost us this jobs or that job. You've got to say what new opportunities in terms of jobs do these technologies bring? And on the basis of that, you then skill your workforce uh, to uh, embrace those. So one of the components of inclusive growth, by the way, is an investment in, pe in people and an investment in skills. Mm. And that is how you would take advantage. And I heard you, Governor, when you say some of the things, especially in confronting the effects of digitization, uh, monetary, it's not the role of monetary policy. But if we're talking about growth, uh, part of the assessment has been a lot more African countries have been tightening monetary policy, but it has not resulted in all of them um, in higher levels of growth. So how would we then stimulate the domestic market, for instance? Okay. So, Pinsel, um show me one country that has got both high inflation and high growth. You will find none. And so you say many of the African countries have been uh, tightened. The truth of the matter is, take out South Africa, take out Angola, take out Nigeria. The rest of the continent is actually still growing very strongly and actually closer to 5%. Uh, to 5%. So what has actually dragged down growth on, in sub-Saharan Africa had been those three African giants. Um, uh, and interestingly, they are all they all also very commodity-driven uh, commodity-driven uh, uh, economies. What I'm saying to you is that the constraints to growth, as they are now, 
have got nothing to do with monetary policy. Basically, we're talking about a three-pronged approach uh, to growth. So you could use monetary policy and say, do you still have the space to be able to do that? And I would hasten and say to you, you don't, because you are already having uh, inflation at the levels where you had indicated uh, that uh, it is high. And secondly, you could say you would use fiscal policy. We know that fiscal policy is constrained. And that leaves the one thing which everybody here in Durban had been uh, uh, grappling with, which is the issue of structural uh, reform. And it is that structural reform that you actually need uh, to raise the potential growth of uh, uh, the economy. And structural reform is... It's not an easy thing because it's in the realm of politics. And so, Governor, so I know you're going to say I'm being naughty here, but are we then talking about radical economic transformation, that this policy that has been much touted, is that going to be um, not the panacea per se, but is that going to help us out of difficult conditions? There are no panaceas here. There are no silver bullets uh, to solve our economic pro- uh, uh, problems. What you actually need is a concerted program of structural reform uh, to uh, change um, the growth trajectory of the economy because at the moment we are in a low growth uh, 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 trap. Um, and, and many of these structural changes that we actually need to make have been identified, whether they've been identified in the uh, new development, uh, development plan or they have been uh, um, uh, covered in the nine-point plan, they are there. This country does not lack an ability to come out with uh, what has to be done. But we do have a deficit in terms of implementing the things that we commit ourselves to. Governor, thank you very much. Reserve Bank Governor Lesedja Khanyako.